Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kadiohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We should have a sense of urgency as we walk through this life with Christ. And if our adversary the devil knows Bible prophecy more than we do, and he has an urgency and agenda of his own, then today is the day to wake up. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will encourage us to open our eyes to the times. Oh, Christian, walk with urgency. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 18th, 2018. They were sitting around there in that mansion of Aleister Crowley's, he and Jimmy Page, and all of a sudden there appeared there a spirit that gave them the words to the song stairway to heaven they took a pen and it was like something pushed the pen as they wrote the words to that song not one word was changed ever the most popular song ever stairway to heaven Ozzy Osbourne he called Aleister Crowley a quote phenomenon of his time He even had a song called Mr. Crowley. Here are some of the lyrics. You fooled all the people with magic. You waited on Satan's call. Mr. Crowley, won't you ride my white horse? Jim Morrison, on the back cover of the Doors 13 album, he and other members of the Doors are shown posing with a bust of Alistair Crowley. Carlos Santana, I'm going to quote him for a reason. I think you'll see why here in a moment. This is a quote. I know it sounds new age, but in my meditation, this entity, which is called Metatron, he said, we want to hook you back to the radio airwave frequency. We want you to reach junior high schools, high schools, and universities. Once you reach them, because we are going to connect you with the best artists of the day, then we want you to present them a new menu. Let them know that they are themselves multidimensional spirits with enormous possibilities and opportunities. Does that sound a little bit like the serpent in the garden? We want you to present them with a new form of existence that transcends religion politics, or the modus operandi of education today. Keith Richards. The devil doesn't bother me. It's that God that expletives me off. There's a demon in me. 
I've got four or five, and we're all good friends. So I thought I'd just singularize it. It's like, uh, yeah, check yourself, and he's still there in me. I've learned how to control him, I guess, and that's what demon is about too. Kurt Cobain, I will get stoned and worship Satan. The title of the Black Sabbath's 1976 two-album compilation is We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll. ACDC, this was, I'm sad to say, my favorite. And I have to say that to this day, when I hear an ACDC song, it's still captivating to me. It's mesmerizing, it's captivating, and I find myself being, and it's been 35 years since I was, over 35 years since I was born again. I had every single one of their albums and all of the imports that you couldn't even get in the United States of America. They were bar none my favorite. And, of course, the one they're most known for is their album titled, appropriately, (laughs) Highway to Hell. I can still, to this day, not proud of it, recite every single word in that song about being on the highway. (laughs) When I prayed and got saved... I actually prayed, I don't want to be on the highway to hell. I want to go to heaven. That was my simple, childlike prayer when I got saved. I want to quote Angus Young. He says, quote, By the time we're halfway through the first number, someone else is steering me. I'm just along for the ride. I become possessed when I get on stage. Michael Jackson, quote, It's all of a sudden a magic, magic, from somewhere that comes and the spirit just hits you and you lose control of yourself. I wake up from dreams and go, wow, put this down on paper. Automatic writing. The whole thing is strange. You hear the words. Everything is right there in front of your face. And you say to yourself, I'm sorry, I just didn't write this. It's already there. I feel that somewhere, someplace, it's all been done, and I'm the courier bringing it into the world. Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys is demon-possessed. By the way, time doesn't permit. I have many in my archives quotes from the likes of Bono, of U2, who unfortunately has successfully deceived Christians into thinking he is one. You know that song, I don't want to give anybody a flashback here, I don't want to give myself a flashback, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. That is blasphemous. And it is a slap in the face of the Jesus that you and I believe in and follow. He is demon-possessed. But he even admitted 
He's even admitted that they deliberately wanted to deceive Christians with their music. He's got an upside-down cross hanging around his neck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. An upside-down cross hanging around his neck. This is going to date me, but you know some of you um, that are my age, remember that Blue Oyster Cult band? Uh, you know that symbol for the Blue Oyster Cult? It's an upside-down question mark. It's questioning the cross. I need to move on here. Uh, I only bring up Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys because he is quoted as saying that he hears these voices. And the Warner Brothers Records president, Lenny Warrenker, if I'm pronouncing his name right, claims to have encountered at least five different entities that use Brian Wilson bodied as their home. There are a lot of different people there, says Warrenker. I've met five different people. Let me just say this. These voices are demons. These voices are demons. And the voices that the Florida shooter heard were demons. The Florida shooter was demon-possessed. According to ABC News, as investigators began questioning the Florida shooter on his motives, he reportedly told them that he heard voices in his head giving him instructions on how to carry out the attack. Law enforcement, to their credit, I'll say, described these voices as demons. That's because that's what they were. (laughs) These were demons. I've been um, following school shootings for, well, 35 years, basically. And I have, again, in my archives, quotes from these uh, shooters who describe, by the way, some of whom I believe and hope have come to Christ as a result, the ones who are still alive. They're incarcerated and will be for the rest of their lives, obviously. But I have quotes from them that describe how that they would listen to music and they would hear these demonic voices that told them to kill their parents and kill their classmates and their teachers. And dare I say that these demonic voices in these songs are what is causing these young people to kill themselves. Suicide. And to cut themselves. Bear with me. Today at 1 o'clock when we have our active shooter presentation, so thankful that the Honolulu Police Department is going to do that for us here today. But... We're going to hear about the Columbine High School shooting that took place back on April 20th, 1999. I mention this because the two shooters were demonically inspired by a very satanic group called the Nine Inch Nails. One of the shooters, Eric Harris, wrote in graphic detail about unthinkable acts, quoting a line from the Nine Inch Nails song at that time titled, Closer. I'm going to put up an image on the screen from this music video, but I want to give you an opportunity if you want to close your eyes. It is very grievous.
And it is very blasphemous. It's of a crucifixion of a monkey. It should be noted, by the way, that the nails used in Christ's crucifixion were believed to be nine inches in length. How does the devil know that? He was there. He was there. And there's a band called Nine Inch Nails that blasphemes yours and my Jesus. In a People magazine article dated February 6, 1995, Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails was quoted as saying, and I'm quoting now, If you think I worship Satan because of something you see in the closer video, referring to this crucifixion of a monkey, great. Last week, my uh, 19-year-old son Elias had me listen to a song on YouTube by a famous rapper named Kendrick Lamar titled, of all things, Pray For Me. Oh, doesn't that sound nice? Pray For Me. This is not a Christian rapper, so you understand. I never heard of this guy. Apparently, he's big. As of this morning, this video had over 18 million million views after being posted just 17 days ago. Yesterday, when I was talking with Elias, he said, go back and check, because it was 15 million on Friday. He says, it's probably a couple more million now, and he was right, it was... 17 million. I checked this morning, it's going to be 18 million. By the time I get home tonight, probably 19 million views. And it was posted 16, 17 days ago. You see them on the screen, and I I want to explain this, but I want you to listen carefully to these lyrics from this song, okay? It's a rap song, so. Mass destruction, destruction, and mass corruption. Their souls are suffering men, clutching on deaf ears again. Rapture is coming. It's all prophecy. And if I got to be sacrificed for the greater good, then that's what it got to be. Pray for me. I was telling my son, I said, you know... (laughs) Because he was commenting very insightfully, I might add, that isn't it interesting that these famous musicians know this? I mean, how do they know about the rapture? Oh, isn't it interesting that they have a monkey on a cross? They don't blaspheme Buddha or Muhammad? Have you ever noticed how it is? Bear with me. Have you ever noticed how it is that nobody ever takes the name of Muhammad in vain? Oh, Muhammad! Whoa, never heard that before. Oh, Buddha! No. Why? Well, you know the answer. Because they're not God. Jesus is God. It's the name of Jesus. And there's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. The name of Jesus. At the mention of that name, demons tremble. In the word this morning when I got up 
I came across where Jesus said that, you know, the demons believe. I mean, the demons believe in God. But when you say the name of Jesus, what if I told you that the devil knows the Bible better than you do? Would you believe me? Would you believe that the devil knows the Bible better than any pastor does, myself included? Let me take it a step further. Uh, The devil knows Bible prophecy better than any of us do. Raptures are coming. It's all prophecy. It reminds me in the book of Revelation where we're told that in chapter 12 that Satan knows he hath but a short time. Isn't it interesting that the devil has an urgency knowing the time is short, that the rapture is coming, that prophecy is being fulfilled? Would to God that we as Christians would take this as seriously as the devil and his demons do. Would to God that we would have the same urgency that the devil does. He knows there's no more time left. Do we? Do we know the rapture's coming? Do we know this is all prophecy? I appreciate your patience. I'm, I'm going to close by sharing the gospel of salvation in Jesus Christ. And again, for those that are watching this online, please, first of all, I, I praise God that you're still watching. It's not an accident that you were led to this video. And for those of you here today, there's a reason why you're here today. I want to say that if you've never called upon the name of the Lord to be saved, today is the day. Now I'm keenly aware that I'm in large measure preaching to the choir. But if you'll just give me a couple of minutes, I want to share with you the gospel, starting with 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and then how to respond to it. In verses 1 through 4, Paul writes and says, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. That's the Gospel. That's the good news. That Jesus Christ came, He died on the cross, He paid in full for every single one of yours and my sins was buried and rose again from the dead on the third day. That's the good news. Because he did that, good news, for you and for me. 
That's the gospel. That's the good news. Your debt has been paid by Jesus Christ. You're set free. You're free to go. You were under the death penalty. And Jesus went to his death and paid your death penalty in your stead. That's the good news. That's the gospel. Now, how do you get saved? That's the gospel. How do I respond to the gospel? It's so simple. It's ABC simple. The A is for admit that you're a sinner in need of the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 has packaged the bad news first with the good news. Here's the bad news. For the wages of sin is death. That's the death penalty. The good news? The gift of God is eternal life. He purchased it for you instead of you. Eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the C finally is for call upon the name of the Lord. Or if you prefer, confess with your mouth, which is what Romans 10, 9, and 10 also says. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans 10, 13, lastly, it says, All who call upon the name of the Lord, Jesus will be saved. If you've never called upon the name of the Lord, I implore you to do so today. Especially if you're someone who is young, like I was. And what you heard today made sense. And God opened up your eyes. I implore you to respond and call upon the name of the Lord. Believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth, acknowledging your sin in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. 
When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in his love.